Welcome to Her Fantasy Football, the podcast with all women talking all football. You can check us out on the web at HerFantasyFootball.com and follow us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Awesome. Today we will have some fun, you guys. We're going to ask some questions for each team and we're going to go division by division. It's going to be awesome. We're going to start with the NFC West. I think this could be especially awesome because I know I feel highly unprepared, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I was out visiting um, some friends this weekend, and I then had a complete crisis at work with my IT team. So this is going to be a fun one, guys. I'm excited. Cheers. Cheers to that. (laughs) And Brandon wrote a play, I believe, in three days about football. Yeah, so there's that. We should post on the site, Brandon. Yeah. Don't sound that excited. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. No, I don't you know. No. I guess. <laughs> it was. It was like this terrible marriage. A really, really terrible marriage of actually the two things that I really love, which is theater and football. But I decided to write a play about a player being accused of raping and murdering a woman. So it got dark fast. Like the premise. At the premise, it got dark. And so it was like one of those things. It's a lighthearted tale of football. It's a lighthearted tale. Um, Reminds me of my uh, CU days with all of our sex scandals. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's so bad. Did you hear today that they're going to do a huge expose in Rolling Stone about Aaron Hernandez? Are they really? It's going to be. He was doing angel dust. He was um, involved with drive-by shootings. It details the Urban Meyer connection, the Bill Belichick connection. It's going to be a a scathing article in the Rolling Stones, and they just kind of, or in the Rolling Stone, um, they just came out with the information that's come that that it is coming out in little bits and pieces. But I guess it's unbelievable. So. I thought, well, I guess I'll have to buy that. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Yeah. So it's uh, these things happen all the time. And in fact, I'm really sad because I wrote in my play that there were two violent acts that were covered up and two drug tests that were covered up. And sure enough, that's what was covered up by Urban Meyer. Really? Literally, the day after my play premieres, or like the writing of my play, it comes out that my exact scenario actually happened. Wow. Wow. Do you know who the Rolling Bizarre. Stones won't write about? Would be the Arizona Cardinals. I can tell you that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> no one's right about the Cardinals. No one. You guys, you have to check out herfantasyfootball.com as always. Uh, but I did this article about how Bruce Arians, his press conference was classic. He actually said, you know, that we quote can't just start over with fifty-three different players. <laughs> Now, I don't know. <laughs> I love that so much. It's it's so sad, but it's true. Um, anyway, so he was not pleased with that third, third preseason performance. Um, and I'm just wondering, the Cardinals, I, I thought that maybe this was their year to kind of come back. But, man, are you, like, avoiding them like the Jets, the Raiders? I mean, are they – I feel like they're one step up, but how far up are they really? I feel like they're barely a step up. But let's be serious here. 
hard to trust, right? I mean, I mean, they're one of those teams, like when you're naming off the teams in the NFL, and you're like, I'm forgetting one. I'm, oh, well, who am I forgetting? You know, oh, the Cardinals. The Cardinals. The yeah. Cardinals. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah. And you know, why can't we just get 53 different players? Why not? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> you know, because I've been wondering that for years. I've been like, what does Larry Fitzgerald do when he's in the locker room? Does he just kind of look around and be like? Really? Oh, man. This is who you're surrounding me with? Really? I, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so proud of him for staying with me the too. team. Yeah, it really you know? speaks to his character. It does. It really does. I mean, he must be a really awesome guy to, awesome. <laughs> to stay with the Cardinals. I, I, I call the Cardinals my not my good enough team for your roster. You know, it's like Larry Fitzgerald is ranked 10th, so he's good enough to draft as your first wide receiver at the very end of it, you know? And then, yeah. you know, it's just like Mendenhall is, you know, ranked around 20. So he's just, he's just good enough to get as your second running back, you know? And then you go down the list, you know, Carson Palmer is eh, just good enough to be your backup quarterback. Mm. You know, it's like, it's they're none of them you're excited about. You know, you can't, you can't get behind the Cardinals and be like, whoo, I'm so excited for their season this year. Well, the one person that actually did perform well in the third season preseason game was uh, the third season preseason game. It's going to be that kind of show, people. <laughs> say that, say that ten seatbelts. Say that ten times fast. Oh, you don't want to say that. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, but you know, running back Richard Mendenhall actually was great. He experienced some looseness in his knee. He's not going to play the last one. He does have injury problems. Let's just be honest. But he is the starter, and they do want to run, and they do have to run because other than is Fitzgerald, who everyone just quadruple teams. They don't have anyone else. So he actually had a great game, and he's a third RB flex kind of player. Um, And once again, if there are starters left that are running backs, take them. He goes so late in the draft, and he's a starter. So I just want to remind people, pick people that start, and you can always drop them. If they stop starting, get rid of them. But I, I still think that they're worth your time. So I, I think, you know, we're in agreement that your really only two options are Mendenhall and Larry. Um, and Palmer. I, mean, yeah, I would do Palmer, Palmer as a backup. As a backup. I, there's, a there's some better backups, depending on the size of your league. But, yeah, it's possible. Anyone else you kind of yeah, stay away from. So if we could just maybe get, like, 50 different players on the Cardinals... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would work. I thought that was totally well, unfair of him to add Larry into right, that yeah. mix. Why would we say yeah. 53? Poor 50, Larry. 50. <laughs> I also love that his name is Larry. Yeah. Yes. That's good. You know, like he's the opposite of like when you, for instance, I brought up writing a play, but when you write a play and you write a character named Larry, the last thing you do is make him a star wide receiver. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's so, so interesting. He's so amazing. And you're like, but your name is Larry. And that, but I love it. That tush, it. that tush of his too. I mean, the guy can like leap out of the stadium, but oof. Yeah. Check that out, ladies. Unbelievable. That's all you need to check out with the Cardinals is Larry Fitzgerald's bum. Um, let's talk a little about the Seahawks though. It's a little bit more of a fun team to chat about. Although that was because Ashley covers, I, them. <laughs> I get all the good teams. I know. Although that was a fun little chat about the Cardinals. That's the most I've talked about them all year. So, well, <laughs> you're welcome. All right. Well, with the Seattle Seahawks, you know they've looked a little sloppy in last week's game. I thought, you know, and overall they've looked pretty good in the preseason. You know, so last week was a little, but you know they have a lot going for them. You know, and they're going to be an exciting team to watch this year. Period. They're just going to be a lot of fun to watch. So. 
you know, with that said, if you could only draft one player this year, and yes, I'm limiting you to one player, who's it going to be uh, from the Seahawks? Who's it going to be, ladies? I think, you know, for me, this sounds so silly, but the defense. I want Seattle's defense not silly. more than I want more children. I mean, I would give up my kids to get Seattle's defense. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> better watch it. And not in the top. I mean, people are grabbing them so early. I don't think I'm willing to give up a high pick like that for them. Maybe, though, because they are amazing. Uh-oh. They get more touchdowns and, you know, interceptions and fumbles than, like, anybody else's. Okay, what? Calling Brand, my kids yeah. out? Selling my kids out no, for Seattle's I'm defense? I love that you you wouldn't want to give up that high of a pick, but your kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, sure. we are talking 41 <laughs> points here, Brandon. Seriously. Right. The is, kids are dispensable. I mean, come on. This is Let's a name see. on the trophy. You <laughs> right? know, this is not you can always to play yeah. with. <laughs> but those high draft picks, I'm not letting those go. Courtney's young. She could have more kids. It's fine. That's right. That's right. I love my children. They're more important to me than the Seattle defense. <laughs> but barely. Barely. But barely. Right? Close call. It's uh, only the preseason. Totally. Um, but I love the defense. I think they're, I think that's wow. the pick for well, me from the Seahawks. Brandon's still losing her shit over there. I wish we were taping <laughs> what we're looking at here. For me, it's, it's Marshawn Lynch. Brandon. I'm. Go for it. <laughs> I'm crying. She, she's like, I'm actually crying <laughs> because I know these children. <laughs> and I'm imagining them just <laughs> looking at Courtney being like. But mom, <laughs> on the just, on the side of the road, it's just like they're I they're three and one. So clearly, they're way too young to be <laughs> listening to our show. Thank God, I, you know. If you see two children <laughs> on the side of the road in a Broncos uniform and a Chiefs uniform, you know Courtney got the Seattle D in her fantasy draft <laughs> yeah. this weekend. You know, you know what happened. <laughs> and they're they're gonna have those red going to grandma's cases. <laughs> yeah. With the sad little balloons that are like deflating in midair. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh anyway, real quick, because there's no way to top the love for Seattle defense. Uh I would pick running back Marshawn Lynch. I I think he's fabulous. I love the commercial with he and Arian Foster's fathers. I don't know if you've ever seen this. It's a Madden commercial where their dads are playing them on their teams. I love that. I think that's just so fun. Um, But anyway, yeah, listen, he's he's fabulous. You know, he had a 23-yard screen pass uh, in the Packers game last week, which is great because one of the things you want him to do is get more involved with the passing game. But over the past uh, two seasons, if you – out of everyone in the last two seasons, he's the second in rushing yards and the third in rushing TDs. You guys, he's not a fluke. He's the real deal. And Pete Carroll has made it clear he wants to continue the, being a running team. And you know what? I'm listening to you, Pete Carroll. Don't let me down. <laughs> um, although Russell Wilson did a GQ ad with, with um, sweaters that I'm still getting over. So he's a close second. <laughs> this, is, this, this is two weeks in a row Brian's brought up this sweater ad. I mean, this must be a hot, it's, steamy, you know, cover for... I'm still warm, clearly. <laughs> oh, my good, oh my goodness, Brandon. Oh, my. I didn't mean that. I meant, you know, sweaters are cozy. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, okay, well, let's, let's talk are. about warmness over here, because I have nothing but cold for the San Francisco 49ers. I wish I could trade this team away, because I dislike 
Colin Kaepernick that much, and that's all anybody will ever talk about is Colin Kaepernick. So I'm going to switch it. I'm going to talk about Colt McCoy. Yep, I said it. How embarrassing. We're going there. We're going there. (laughs) You know, everybody always talks about handcuffing with running backs, but if you are in a very large league with backup quarterbacks, do any of them have an upside? Um, Say Cam Newton's backup who, you know, if Cam gets injured, is he any good? Colt McCoy, any good? No. 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 I mean, well, I mean, listen, I, for fantasy football, no. Um, I'm glad Colt McCoy's having a little renaissance. This is kind of cute. Remember when he was in the Browns? Yeah. That was sad. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of nice that he's getting a moment behind Kaepernick. But no, I mean, I wouldn't, I, you know, it's kind of like getting a backup kicker almost. It just doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, I love that you are willing to literally find Anything other than Kaepernick to talk about. Anything. And you can't do it. Was it was hard. It was really hard. <laughs> and you, you actually went to backup quarterback. And that is why I like you. <laughs> However, I will say, warning ladies, look out for Frank Gore. He's undervalued. He is a stud running back. And he's going much lower than the other studs. So, um, yeah, he's not a sexy pick. He isn't new and flashy, yeah. but you know he's been starting every game. He's he doesn't have a, an injury issue anymore. So, yeah, thoughts about that? I love that, Brown. You basically all you said was no, 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 <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely. Not. I I agree. I think it's hysterical that Courtney. I mean, of all the teams to hate that she has, and Courtney really drew the bad stick of teams. It's like the Niners that she's like Ugh, about, which I love. But I know, and it's so, so we're not talking fair, about they are a great team. Uh, they are a great team. It's just that I think when I look at all of my boyfriends I've had, Colin Kaepernick is like the majority of them melted together in one person. One. And I just I can't I can't like the man. I'm sorry, I'm past him. I'm, just, on to, I'm going to Colt McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good place to be, Courtney. But yeah. Oh, man. Thank God. No, that's not who I'm looking at. Well, I'm glad lipids. you brought up Colt McCoy instead of Harbaugh, who also wears a lot of sweaters. You getting warm over there, Brandon? Mm? Mm? It just got really cold. Really, <laughs> really, really cold. With that intensity of Harbaugh. Um, you know, no, I would not handcuff with Colt McCoy. I mean, Capper, you know, he, I don't like. I don't think he's injury prone enough quarterback to even remotely handicap yourself with Colt McCoy. And Colt McCoy clearly proved um, he's not necessarily ready to step up for a big game. So he's not going to be the kind of guy you want to fill in on a bye <coughs> week either. So it's to me a wasted pickup. I agree. Frank Gore is an awesome way to go. You know, Vernon Davis. Vernon, Vernon Davis is intriguing. Um, and obviously, you're you know people are picking up Colin Kaepernick, whether we like him or not. Like he's gonna be picked up. But so so the gifs of it is, ladies, don't handcuff with a quarterback at all. Don't no. do it. They'll be there on the waiver wires if your quarterback gets hurt. Um, stay away from picking up, uh, you know, the second man on the depth chart for the yep. QB. And also, because I have heard of this happening, don't draft Mark Sanchez and Geno Smith. 
Like, don't draft Who two quarterbacks that? that are battling. Who would ever draft one, <laughs> let alone guys, two from the Jets? That's what I'm uh, saying, you guys. That's why I asked the question. there are people that do weird things. And so what we're doing is we're actually addressing, because this show isn't just for experts, it's for everybody. And so I, I like this question and the fact that it's like, don't do something like that. You know, I have a, you know, I know people that back, you know, do backup kickers. You know, it's just like don't do it, and and also don't draft two quarterbacks because you don't know which one's starting. Guess what? You're always going to be better picking one you know is starting. Right. Well, do you draft anybody from you don't St. Like Louis, Brandon? Oh, see, that's my question. So, um, I actually am kind of excited about the Rams this year because none of their players are ranked high. None of them. They're kind of this, you know, uh, team. But kind of like the Browns, they're playing pretty well in the in the preseason. And there's some interesting players that you can get really, really late just as a flyer. You know, Brian Quick, Trayvon Austin, um, even Daryl Richardson's going very low for starting running backs. Uh, so where would you pick up some of these guys? I mean, where where would you consider drafting, like, the highest Ram or, like, a maybe Ram? I would draft a lot of these guys. I mean, I think, like you said, Daryl Richardson is not a sleeper anymore. He's performed too well, and he's, you know, he's not a sleeper. But what's great about him, like you're saying, Brandon, is he's going fairly low in the draft. So you're getting a starting running back in a really, really good position. I mean, I mean what do you think he's going on average? Probably like fifth, sixth round? Uh, in my draft tonight, he went in the seventh, seventh round. Seventh round. Cra- wow. Even lower. That's crazy. I mean, that's wow. that's what I'm saying. That's people. insane value right there. I mean, it's... Same thing with Jared Cook. I mean, I think Cook's, yeah. like, you know... I mean, we don't have him too high ranked, but we don't have him too low either. And I think he's kind of a sleeper that's going to actually perform really well this year. Same with the Brian Quick the and Austin. Round. You know, Quick and Austin, you're going to be... I mean, those are good guys you can get super low in the draft and could have some really solid value for you. I mean, I probably wouldn't pick them up any higher than, I don't know, 12th, 13th round maybe. I mean, Quick isn't even, I don't think, rated on ours. I mean, he's, he's, he's well, he's 71. He's rated. He's very rated low. He's low. Yeah, but, um, but you know, Trayvon, Tavon Arson actually went a little higher than I thought he would. He went in the uh, sixth round. What? Uh, um, I, wouldn't be, well, I, mean, I wouldn't be upset if Bradford was my backup quarterback. He's mine. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Brandon had a draft this evening earlier, so she's pretty pumped about her team, which is great. We hope you guys get pumped about about yours. Yeah, so. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's the same kind of deal, but the opposite side of that coin for the Carolina Panthers. And the Panthers are just not doing well. This off season, <laughs> I think that's that's all. I, I think that's the nicest way I can possibly put it. Uh, Cam Newton said that that their offense let the defense down. Now the defense scored, I think, four times in the first half. It was ridiculous against the Baltimore Ravens. It was nuts. It was literally two pick six. There was a fumble for a pick. You know, that was um, not a pick six, but for a touchdown. It was insane. Carolina Panthers defense, I don't know what is going on. They're usually known for a bad defense. So anyway, I'm a little concerned about Cam Newton. I know this sounds crazy because he's a running quarterback, but are you concerned? Are you keeping him the same deal? What about that defense? How are you feeling about those Panthers? You know, I have the defense rated pretty low, to be honest with you. Um, 
They're always because ranked of me again, low. Why wouldn't they're you? the Panthers. I mean, I think they just had a blow up freakish week, um, and, and I hope I'm surprised by that. But I do love that Cam actually said, "I feel like we let our defense down because they completely did." You know, and and, uh-huh. and it kind of goes to show that you need to have even sides of the ball here. And again, this goes back to yeah. the difference between fantasy versus real football here. <laughs> again, why you just kind of stay away from the Panthers, but. I mean, for me, you draft Cam Newton. I don't really think that his poor performance in preseason is, you know, really deterring me from drafting him any differently than I would have. Um, Because, again, it's preseason, and I think he's going to do just fine this year. But I've always said I wouldn't really go near many – I definitely wouldn't go near any Panthers running back. (laughs) Ugh. I can't stand the whole running back by Kimini Jazz there. But, again, with Cam Newton, you know, running into a lot of touchdowns, I really wouldn't go near many of the receivers either, and maybe Steve Smith. But, again, it's too frustrating. So, really, for me, it's still just Cam. Yeah, I like Cam. I'm not going to look down on him because of the preseason. The preseason's been weird for a lot of players and a lot of teams this year. I mean, it's just been an odd... I don't know if it's because of all the injuries, people holding out until regular season, but I'm once the games that count start, Cam, you know, he will be running! And... Um, He'll flip the switch. He'll, yeah, he gets touchdowns. He runs, you know, and he has an arm. So I'm not concerned about him. I am excited about the defense. I do think that um, if they're not drafted in your draft, then you should definitely look at them on the week-by-week um, thing to see who they're playing and pick them up. So I'd keep an eye on them for sure. Yeah, you can't, like, make that up. It's just it's a little bit crazy town. Um, you know, and I – Uh, Listen, yes, I'm nervous about Cam Newton, but I just want to repeat his stats just so that everybody understands. He started all 32 games. He has 3,960 passing yards, 20 passing TDs, 14.5 interceptions, 4 fumbles. But he has also 723.5 rushing yards, 11 TDs. I just had to say it because I need to convince myself and just remind myself, because if you watch the game, you may be terrified. And I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> I love you to convince being, yourself again. Like, ah, uh, he does score a lot. I have to say, and if you take those numbers divided by two, you go, oh my goodness, that's huge. That's like almost 2,000 yards passing per season, plus, plus 360 yards rushing. Yeah. It's bananas. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't freak yourself out yet. Don't figure stuff out. Yes. But I'm a little scared. Yeah. He's easy to hate if he's not on your team, but he's really easy to love if he's your man. So, yeah. Still draft him. Speaking of are we scared yet, um, the Falcons. Let's talk about them for a second. (laughs) You know, I mean, everyone says that you shouldn't, you know, put any stock in preseason games. You know, this is true. But with the Falcons, an 0-3 quarterback is getting sacked left and right. Rookie quarterbacks making rookie mistakes, getting beat. You know, is it is it time to hit the panic button yet with the Falcons? Because, I mean, we've got the, we're basically saying draft the Falcons for everything other than their defense, like we've said. But, you know, and their defense is middle of the pack. I mean, is it time to hit the panic button, guys? No. And the reason why I feel better about the Falcons than the Panthers is – the people that are actually on the Falcons. I mean, I, I, you have to really, you know, Roddy White is still Roddy White. 
Julio Jones is still Julio Jones. These guys didn't, you know, eat bonbons on the weekend all off season. They're fine. They're up to snuff. They just have to get it together. I, I think the good news is that they their first games against New Orleans in the regular season, and New Orleans has the worst defense in the league. Last year, it almost made a record for the worst defense ever statistically. That's insane. So I think I think they're going to be better this year, but they're not going to be that much better. And it may give them kind of some confidence that first game. That offense will just be able to kind of, you know, hit some cylinders there and get pumping. So I feel like we're going to see a how Stella got her groove back moment with them. And it's going to be a little scandalous. And you're going to love it. You're going to love <laughs> it on your fantasy team. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a Falcons fan. So, like, I don't care if they win the games. I just need the players to play well. I don't care if they play well together. You know, as long as they're like making me points for my fantasy team, if there's a loss in the column for the Falcons, it doesn't hurt my feelings. You know, I mean, there's no team in fantasy football. You know, it's just it's just your individual players. And I have a feeling individually they're going to be playing very well. And the Falcons together will play well enough for you to still feel very confident in drafting those individuals. I feel like I'm trying to convince myself, like, Brandon, it's kind of like when I play golf and I go to the driving range and I have the worst driving range (laughs) practice ever, and I'm like, I'm going to kill it on the course. And it's always true. And when I'm, like, crushing balls at the driving range, I play, like, shit the whole time. And so I'm kind of hoping, like, okay, you know, they're just just warming up. You know, they're just kind of having a little rough time on the range right now. And then they'll kill it. And, And I think, again, like Brandon says, I mean, these are seasoned, proven players multiple players in multiple positions that you know have come through year after year so i'm not hitting panic yet i'm not i think I'm, it's preseason remember that year when uh, detroit was zero and 16 yeah they yeah. were undefeated in the preseason <laughs> <laughs> no i think it's really important to remind yourself of that that yeah. actually is a true story so uh, yeah you gotta just gotta believe you gotta believe i'm, I'm, I'm a believer still okay. we are panicked um, in tampa bay though we are going <laughs> to Tampa Bay for multiple reasons. <laughs> you guys, so um, obviously you're listening to the show, so you don't see that we write out outlines every week. We go through and, you know, we write down what we want to talk about for each team, just, you know, just to make sure that we, we stay on track. Um, and in this week's edition, I wrote everything in all caps in Tampa Bay. It's an all-cap screaming is what I did in our outline. It is literally like, Josh Freeman is terrible. It's like, MRSA outbreak. It's not cute. I am very concerned for our sad Tampa Bay. So I don't know if you knew this. They have a MRSA outbreak, which is a very serious staph infection in their facility. They had to fumigate the whole thing. Everything got torn. It's unbelievable. And their kicker, Lawrence Tynes, is trying to get better. And it's it's not working. His wife just tweeted out a picture like, yeah, they say he's responding well to treatment. So far, he hasn't responded at all. This is his Bucks life with a hashtag. So that's terrible. And Freeman's terrible. He is, his last game, he was 6 for 16 for 53 yards. He was sacked five times and lost a fumble. That's sad. It's not cute. <laughs> no. It's, it's beyond. He played two and a half quarters, you guys. It's not like he just went in for one series. That was two and a half quarters of plays. That was over a half of football. I'm a little concerned. I'm not usually someone that puts the panic button. So what do you guys think, especially with those wide receivers? You know, I still I, I I have confidence in Jackson and Wallace 
to be talented enough to make Freeman look good. And again, it's preseason. They're getting their kinks out. They're working on, you know, new guys and the playbook and whatnot. I'm hoping by the beginning of the season that they'll get it together. And, you know, I'm still drafting them, you know. The line needs to get stronger, you know, if Martin plans on having big numbers again this year. Um, but I, I, I'm, not, I'm not too concerned about them. I think, I think again, this is going to be a good team for fantasy, maybe not a good team in the NFL. Yeah, I think, you know, what we need to remember is that, you know, while Brian has Josh Freeman is terrible in caps, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not like there's ever been a year where we're like, Josh Freeman is awesome. Like, I mean, he's just a subpar quarterback in the league, period. So, I mean, and Vincent Jackson, you know, still does well. So I'm not, you know, horrifically concerned here about the fact that he's not doing amazing. Again, I think like Corny says, the offensive line certainly needs to, you know, shore things up here and they need some, they need some work and they've needed some work for a couple of years now. But I think slowly but surely it's going to get a little bit better. I'm not worried at all about Martin. You know, the little mu- muscle hamster is good to go. I love him. Draft him freely. Draft him with confidence. You know, Vincent Jackson, I'm a, I'm a little nervous because he's at nine. I've got Mike Wallace ranked at 25. But again, you know, I'd be more nervous about Mike Wallace than Vincent. Um, so, but overall, I'm not, I'm not hitting quite the panic yet. Well, I think that Vincent Jackson's great. I, I feel like he's going to be fine. He had 1,384 receiving yards last year and eight touchdowns with Josh Freeman. I feel fine. Mike Williams... Uh, you know, there was a lot of sleeper talk. Oh, he might be really great. I, I think I, I think I do take him down a little bit. I think the wide receiver one will be fine. I think wide receiver two, he's just not, he's not as appealing to me for sure. Yeah. I said Mike. I said Wallace when I said. I was saying Wallace Williams. too. Yeah. Sorry, like I meant Williams. Williams. Excuse us. Goodness. Well, with the new, with <laughs> I the should new stop, I should stop boozing. <laughs> with the New Orleans Saints, Benjamin Watson is now playing. Do 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 do. And there are rumors that New Orleans is going to use Watson very much like the Patriots did with Hernandez. So does this move things around for fantasy potential for Graham, up, down? And how about the Saints receivers? I think this has zero bearing on anything, to be honest with you. Uh, (laughs) Don't be a fucking asshole. My question was awesome. (laughs) I mean, I'm excited for the possibility of, you know, kind of a two-tie-in package. And I think, you know, it's another great option. And especially when you have Drew Brees as your quarterback – it's something that it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge for a defense because there is that option because, you know, Benjamin Watson is certainly a viable second tight end, certainly. Uh, but I don't think it takes any stock from Jimmy Graham down. He's still your number one tight end that you're taking. He's, you know, still going to be the go-to guy. Um, and they're just a passing offense, period. So, I mean, I, they, he's good about spreading the wealth. And so, to me, it's not – going to have much bearing on receivers or tight ends. It's just more more love for everybody. I am always really leery about New Orleans in general, which is kind of um, seemingly against the grain. But to be honest with you, because he spreads the wealth so much, I'm not quite sure who wins right. ever. And so I'm not quite sure who to start. I'm not quite sure who I want. I get very confused with them. I don't think Benjamin Watson specifically makes that complicated. I think their offense makes that complicated, and that's why they're a great team. Once again, regular football, fantasy football. Uh, I will say that, you know, Ben Watson has never ended up in the top 10 tight ends at the end of a season in his entire career. 
and uh, it's not a short career. So I would say don't buy into Ben Watson, but do recognize that the Saints are a little frustrating when you're a fantasy owner. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. What about the NFC North, Ashley Brandon, or excuse me, Ashley Minnesota Vikings? I feel like this is one of the questions you'll get to yell back at me, and Courtney, and be like, "This is a useless question." But <laughs> so, uh, the Minnesota Vikings fullback Jerome Felton was suspended three games for take a wild guess, guys, substance abuse. <laughs> Here we are again. Um, So he abused that policy, so he's suspended. He was a pro bowler last year for his involvement in, you know, helping Adrian Peterson run for, you know, over 2,000 yards. So does this, you know, in any way, shape, or form have any bearing on how AP's performance will be in the month of September with him out? Do you guys think – I mean, I think AP's a beast, but do you think that with – Felton out, it's going to have any impact, slightly lower numbers, no real change? I mean, what do you guys expect? I feel like to boost our podcast numbers, I should say something controversial. And I should just say, you know what? He's not even going to be in the top 10. Adrian Peterson (laughs) is just not going to make it without this guy. We would lose all credibility if you said that. I... I don't want to be insane. Although people are saying this. I just want to point that out. Because, you know, these Twitter followers that are from fantasy football, you know, all over the world. uh, Yeah, there are people that are like, oh, I don't think AP is going to be. It's like, oh, goodness. I think this is actually one of the very few years where there's a clear number one. And it's pretty much, um, you can't dispute the topic. It's just, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, no. Courtney? Yeah, no. What do you think about Uh... that question? No, <laughs> I mean, nobody, no, I'm like, I, I even wrote out great question, Ashley. Um, no, uh, but I, I think uh, my opinion on AP is draft him first. If you're first in your draft, I you know. draft AP. I don't think that who surrounds him has that much effect on him because look at the Vikings, you know, um, I think we're just fine. So I, I'm saying you draft AP first. I, I I hate to go bold statements. I, I'm pretty sure you're not going to regret that choice. Just saying. <laughs> but people are thinking it could have an impact. So it's 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 a very interesting. I mean, it might have a little bit of an impact. Maybe maybe twenty maybe less yards. Points. But I mean, come on. <laughs> I think he's fine. Yeah. If he can run on a broken leg, I think he can run without you know his fullback. Yeah, I think I think we're going to be fine. Uh, I'll tell you a team that I'm concerned about and actually they've been okay in preseason the Chicago Bears because we I'm calling it and I'm not kidding you the desperate housewives or the real housewives of Chicago and it's Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall (laughs) they are drama queens it's unbelievable and so today supposedly Brandon Marshall took himself out of Chicago Bears practice because he doesn't feel like the Bears are um, well, he feels like they're pushing him back too quickly from his hip injury. And, you know, Coach Tressman said that it was just, you know, a planned miss for personal reasons. I don't know, you guys. And, and you know what? Jay Cutler is still only throwing it to Brandon Marshall, even though everyone tells him to do otherwise. He's just not listening. <sighs> you know, Alshon Je- Jeffrey, he always, he's been catching the ball. He's been doing a really great job. But I'm not quite sure he's going to get that many opportunities. And, I don't know. I feel bad for Trustman, and I don't know. Their defense looks good, but I feel like it's all the same drama that we've seen from Denver 10 years ago. Is it just me? It's resurfacing. 
It's resurfacing. I mean, in general, I think there's always drama in Chicago, you know, but I feel like I would feel confident with any of those guys on my team, you know, minus Cutler, just because I couldn't stand watching him every, excuse me, every Sunday. So, uh, but, you know, I think Brandon Marshall will come together, you know, he wants the money, he wants the paychecks, he'll come in and he's still amazing and there's nobody else going to get the ball but him, you know, so... I, I'm not going to move anybody up or down, per se, in my draft. But, I, 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 you know, they stay consistent. Just, you know, a little few more tissues. Do you like how Jay Cutler makes Kristen Cavallari look like she's low maintenance? <laughs> I mean, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. It's, so ri- it's ridiculous. But, no, I'm not moving any players up or down in my rankings based on it. I mean, you know, Brandon Marshall always pitches a fit. The guy thrives off drama. So this is just part of the process. I mean, this is like the foreplay for him. This is like part of preseason for him to get ready for season. So, you know, I don't think so. I think for the most part they stay where they are and you're good to go. Yeah. No, I agree. What about what about those Lions, Courtney? You know, the Lions sadly dropped Kickalicious. Oh, very. Are you dying? Are you dying inside, Courtney? You know, I'm slightly dying, but all I could see on NFL Network was that somebody's going to pick this man up. I mean, he did go three for three, and one of them was a 50 plus yard kick, you know? So, I mean, it's not like. I don't even understand. It's not like he had a poor performance. they, They say in practice he's not doing very good with the kickoffs and whatever, you know? I think that they have too much on their plate and they're just let's with the kickers let's just stick to what we know and that's acres i my question is would you draft acres and do you think that maybe mr kickalicious will be picked up from another team that has mm, not such a good kicker are you seriously asking me if I would draft Acres, oh. <laughs> hell yes, I would draft Acres. Are you kidding me? Um, I would have drafted as high as I have in the previous years, but I think what we need to realize is that Acres was hurt last year. So Acres, for the most part, has been a solid. He was like one of the top two kickers, you know, in previous seasons. I mean, he's got a long foot too. So while Kickalicious can kick fifty yarders, so can Acres, and Acres is tried and true. I would pick him up, you know, without being super nervous at all about it. But I agree, Courtney, you know, Kikalicious definitely could get picked up by another team. You never know. I mean, it's one. I feel like kickers, there's always weird scandals with kickers throughout the season. You know, like Hartley seems to always get like his ass booted from a team and they bring somebody in for a while to punish him. And then he gets his starting job back. So who knows? Maybe he'll fill in for him for a bit. Well, I love that we're the podcast that talks about kickers. Hells yeah. We, They're people too, Brandon. We refuse to acknowledge that it may not matter. Um, <laughs> but I like Kiglicious. I hope he gets on another team. I would not draft Acres. I'm someone that when I watch someone crumble like that in a year with a kicker, not worth my time. There are tons of other kickers in the tree. I don't know where that phrase came from. Yeah, what is that? Kick- <laughs> kickers, kickers, tons of other kickers in the tree? <laughs> Which I should have said in the sea. Yeah, I, I sure should but... hope there aren't kickers in the tree. <laughs> With Mercer. With Mercer. No, I, I, gosh, you guys, kickers, so sad. Um, so for me, it's the same thing. I won't ever draft Vinatieri. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. So, no, I wouldn't draft him. Uh, I will say, though, with the Lions, um, 
Matt Stafford, you guys, is going as a really interesting pick. And I just want to put that out there because people are still drafting this week. He's a stud. He's being drafted pretty low, but don't be mistaken. He's a stud. So I'm, I'm hoping that they don't have to kick as much and that Calvin Johnson just goes one more yard to get in the end zone. Oh, I think it's going you know to be Reggie Bush going one more yard. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone's going to go one more yard, I think, and then we won't have to have the kicker there as much. So I guess that's also why I wouldn't draft Akers, you know, because I think they're going to get more touchdowns this year. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing. I like Detroit. One of my favorite teams. I'm hoping they do really well. Pissed off about the Kickalicious situation, but in general, I love me some Lions. Ashley, what about the Packers? I love me some Packers. That's what I love. Um, my question, you know, is pretty, I think a pretty simple one. But, you know, Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb have returned to practice this week. They had both been injured. So they are, you know, it was very limited in practice. Um, you know, and there's a chance that they might see a very teeny tiny amount of action on Thursday's final preseason game. So with that said, which receiver do you think will have more impact this season between the two of them? Between Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, who is going to make a bigger impact? I'm just going to say Jordy Nelson. It's just a feeling. It's not really scientific, and I apologize. But, you know, Randall Cobb's been dropping a lot of balls. I know he's been hurt. His preseason's been eh. Um, but I like Jordy Nelson. You did? I mean, he missed four games last year, and he was dealing with injuries. But he still had 745 yards and seven touchdowns. And I know that... that um, Mr. Rogers really, really enjoys him. So I'm hoping that he has a healthy year and he gets back to his 2011 numbers, which were 1,263 yards and 15 touchdowns. And that's a little more what I'm talking about. And yeah, that was I think, go ahead, Courtney. I think my guy, you know, tells me Nelson too. I think, you know, I like Cobb, but he only had eight touchdowns last year. I mean, he had close to 1,000 yards in 15 games, but oh, in Green Bay, it's such a toss up. You know, I think they're. They're both very cute, you know. That <laughs> doesn't hurt them. Um, the, the cute factor. Is, is Cobb returning the ball this year? Are they having him on special teams, or are they taking him off that to make sure he doesn't get injured again? You know, I'm not sure exactly what they're, what they're going to do for regular season. Um, I'm not sure it helps his value at all, per se. He's not like a Deshaun Jackson where that could actually somewhat help his value, I don't think. But, I mean, for me, I agree, Jordy Nelson. A, I think it's like I just like to actually say Jordy. I mean, what a fun name, Jordy Nelson. <laughs> I love it. It's a good name. Um, and, I, and like you're saying, Bram, you look back to those 2011 numbers where you're you know, over 1,200 yards and 15 touchdowns. We need to remember that was when Greg Jennings was still on the team. Yeah. You know? And good. And good. Like, real good. And he's not on the team this year anymore. So you're, they're really looking to these two guys to step up and be big receivers. And I think, in my opinion, Jordy Nelson's, you know, a little bit more consistent and reliable than Cobb. Just because, I mean, the guy's got butterfingers. I mean, we can't get around it. He's a talented player. But in the end of the day, he's, he's known for dropping some balls and some big balls and big moments. So for me, I'm going Jordy all the way. Well, and I'm going to keep with the uh, wide receiver tandem, and I'd like to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Uh, Why is that? You know what's funny? It's actually a change. I believe they redid it, and it's actually the Green Bay Packers now. Is it really? That's what I heard. I heard a little rumor that now the, the Green Bay Packers are America's team. Just throwing that out there. Poor Romo. <laughs> Blame him, Ashley. That's real nice. <laughs> 
Everyone does. Just jump on the bandwagon. Uh, Well, that quarterback, Romo, threw two touchdown passes in game three of the preseason. He threw one to wide receiver Des Bryant, and then he threw one to wide receiver Miles Austin. Now, I'm wondering about how you feel about drafting Romo. Or, you know, Des Bryant is ranked very, very, very high on every wide receiver draft list. It's unbelievable. Sometimes number two. I think it's pretty consensus that Calvin Johnson's number one. But, you know, he's very high. Is he too high? And then Miles Austin, I mean, I got him super low tonight. But he is ranked, and we have him high, at 32. So... I'm wondering if you would draft him a little bit higher, Des a little lower, Romo at all. What's your thought? What are your thoughts? You know, I would I would draft Tony Romo. You know, if you if you want to, I would want to stack my team first with running backs, top wide receiver, maybe a Jimmy Graham if I can get it, um, and then pick up Romo, which means he might not be there anymore. Um, but I do I do like Des. I think that he's. Um, you know, great, but I don't think he's number two wide receiver. So again, I really, really like him, but I, I don't know, you know, if if he's going to be around when it comes back to me. Um, I, I love Miles Austin. I, I, I think he would end up probably being the one guy I'd get because I'm not willing to get the other two guys high enough that other people might want to. So I like the whole team. I'm going to be jealous of the person who gets. Um, Romo, if they get him, you know, in a good spot, and Dez, you know, but I, uh, Dez, you know, is really inconsistent to me sometimes too. I don't, I don't know. I think Austin's a better guy to have on your team for consistency. Well, I have Dez ranked number two on our rankings, um, which is really hard for me to do because I, I part of me agrees with you Oops. guys that with Dez Bryant, he. He's kind of inconsistent from time to time. But then when you actually look at numbers, I mean, he is consistently. <laughs> Brandon's just like struggling over there. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he's consistently one of the top receivers in every single category. So it's, it's hard to not rank him number two. And Romo's actually looked pretty good this preseason. So, you know, and I like Romo. There's a little piece of me that actually feels bad for Romo, you know. Oh, and yeah. I just re- like while I've generally hated the Cowboys. I, I always want them almost to borderline win just because I feel so bad for Tony Romo. So, you know, I w- you know we have him ranked 11, you know, and I think he'd be a steal. I mean, he'd be a, a great backup quarterback, you know, and so I think I would take them. I would, you know, and I agree, Austin, we have him pretty low, so I think he's going to be a pretty good steal in your job because he is consistent, and he can blow up with some crazy 20-point games. Austin, like, no question. So, to me, I would take any of them. I don't, I don't think there's some websites that put Miles Austin in like the 50s. That's crazy. I mean, it's nuts. It's crazy. They put him way down there. I mean, I, you know, listen. Yeah, last year was a down year for him, and he still got 943 receiving yards and six touchdowns. Right. That was his down year. And so instead, people are drafting like Trayvon Austin, and and yeah, he's new and sexy, but Miles Austin is the Austin for me. Okay, I am sorry. I I think he's fabulous. He hasn't gotten any worse for the wear. I'm a I'm a big fan. So, well, with the Washington Redskins, you know, with no snaps this preseason and possibly missing regular season games, do you think RG three will perform the way you know his fantasy owners are hoping for this year? It's so interesting. I could talk all day about the Washington Redskins. It's fascinating. Um, 
first of all, I think he's going to be great. I, I don't think that's going to be a problem until he and Shanahan get in a fight. It's coming. You guys, their, their off-season conversations are ugly. And, you know, Shanahan has two different personalities. One where he coddles a running back. We're talking Elway, Cutler. And then he has the Donovan McNabb, Brian Greasy Shanahan version that is really, I don't want to use the word, like, disrespectful, but he conflict-driven. And I don't know. They just seem very on different pages to me, and I, I don't know how that's going to work out because RG3 seems like a very independent person and good for him, you know, and I, I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, I just also would like to say buyer beware because, you know what, he had 815 rushing yards last year and seven rushing touchdowns, and he blew out his ACL. So he's going to be missing a lot of those points, and that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points you're leaving on the table because they're not going to let him run like that anymore. So I think he's going to be great, but I don't, I I think there's going to be a change. How's that? I don't know what it's going to be, but there's a change coming. I think he's going to run just as much as he did before. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be not out of the gate, gate, you know, game one per se. Um, But I I wouldn't necessarily say buyer beware. I think he's going to do great this year. Um, I like him a lot. I, I do agree with you, Brandon, that. You know, with Shanahan, there is this weird bipolarness when it comes to his treatment of quarterbacks. So, yeah. you know, it's really kind of that, how's it going to play out? Because it does have a huge impact on the team. I think we all remember, you know, as Broncos fans, how that just, it, it has an impact not just on the team, but like on the entire city. I mean, it just causes friction with everybody. So, but with that said, I would still draft him. I think he's going to do great. And I think that he is going to perform what people are hoping for. Well, I'm calling it next season of Couple Retreat. Couple therapy, that is. It's going to be Shanahan and RG3. <laughs> right there. What about the Giants, Brandon? Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what? David Wilson actually looked great in the last game against the Jets, where, you know, we'll talk about that Jets drama. But, uh, you know, the Giants look terrible, people. I mean, they look really bad. And it's interesting because no one's talking about them at all. And they're not talking about them being bad, but they're really bad. Um, I mean, obviously, you want to draft the Victor Cruz's, but, I mean, is there anyone that you're that excited about other than Victor Cruz and, and Hakeem Nix probably next round? I mean, really? Yes, Tom Coughlin. <laughs> All right. I love I him. Like it. <laughs> his little red burning face that he gets when he's so angry at his players is one of my favorite things about Sundays. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. I mean, it is. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I live here. Oh, <laughs> that little red face is on the like our New York Daily News all the time. It is <laughs> so the good. best for people that are new to football. Just tune in to the Giants alone just to see this man's fury on his face. Like you're scared to the TV about him. But you know, I feel like the, the Giants for me is one of those teams that I just like them. I don't know what my deal is. I know Courtney hates Eli. I never had a problem with Eli when he was my quarterback on my team. I'm not sitting here saying draft Eli right now, but. You know, I I'm saying I'm saying don't draft Eli. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Do not draft Eli unless you want to yell every Sunday at the TV for the man losing you another fantasy football week. You know, but just, just don't do it. A solid team, though, Courtney. Like they're always that team that just kind of flies under the radar. Other than their receivers, like we've talked about, like they're just kind of a team that skates by a little bit and then seems to kind of start to perform well towards the end of the season. Granted, we're talking regular football versus fantasy at that point, but, you know, it's they're not, they're not as bad as everyone's making them out to be. I think they're going to have an okay season. 
Courtney? Yeah, no, I think I, I, you know, I like Cruz. I like Knicks. You know, the defense isn't too bad. You know, uh, other than that, you know, no. I'm done. I'm yeah. out. And, I'm out. And, Running backs are done. Eli's out. Peace. She has written down. They did actually. Absolutely no Eli Manning in her notes, by the way, people. Absolutely no Absolutely. Eli. <laughs> and I will say David Wilson was named as the starter, but he does have fumble problems. He's supposedly not great at pass protection, and his coach is Tom Coughlin with a red face. So you make that choice, but I'm not supporting it. Nope. How about those Eagles? <laughs> um, oh, the Eagles. I'm so, sorry. I was just laughing, still thinking about Tom Coughlin's face. But so <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. With the Eagles, I know that we almost never talk about punt returners or kick returners for that matter, but the Eagles have announced that Deshaun Jackson will continue to return punts, just not in the preseason. So come regular season, he will be a punt returner. He is a fantastic punt returner. And again, we get to an issue where people kind of forget the importance of special teams and how you know that could be a huge component of your game. So my question will be to you guys, and I know Brandon had predicted earlier that she did not think Deshaun Jackson would be returning punts. Do you think this is wise to have him returning punts since, you know, he is essentially their star receiver and they have no Jeremy Macklin this year? Yeah, scary. I mean, I mean, I'd still draft Deshaun. You know, we have him, I think, ranked around 27th, somewhere around there. And I would I would draft him as my third wide receiver for sure. I think he's got a lot of value in him. I just I'm again, I hope he stays healthy if he's he's doing those punt returns, you know, it's it's dicey, but I'm still drafting him. I did draft him uh, tonight, and I just got an email notification that I got the best draft award, which nice. means I'm not winning this league. Yeah. <laughs> In case you're wondering, people, Kiss of death. when you get that award, it's actually the worst. You're like, no. And in fact, you're like, hey, she got it again. <laughs> oh, no, maybe I didn't. Oh, good. No, I got a B. Oh. Yes. Okay, moving on. Uh, I just wanted to say, Deshaun, uh, in this league, they only give the player the touchdown, but the yards goes to the defense. So check your settings, people. It's very weird. So everyone has weird return settings in, in your own fantasy football league. So make sure to check that first when you do your drafting, just FYI. Um, I'm still down with all Eagles. They're Chip Kelly offense. They run a ton of plays, more plays than anyone else in the NFL. And what that means is that more plays equals more opportunities equals more yards. So in general, if you're choosing between two players and one's an Eagle, take the Eagle. Now, obviously, you wouldn't take Deshaun over Calvin Johnson, let's be real. But if it's in the connection, do it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think my biggest thing I would say is just, you know, like you say, check your settings for your league on how those points are. Because some leagues, you get points for your defense and you get points for your wide receiver. So double check because that does increase the stock, the value of your wide receiver if they will get points for punt returns. So that hugely increases Deshaun Jackson's value if that's the case of your league. So check your settings. That's really, you know, kind of all I'd say on that. All right, moving on to the AFC West. I've got the Denver Broncos. You know, the Broncos seem to be obviously pretty stacked in wide receivers. You know, we've got three of them ranked pretty high. You know, they're clearly okay in the quarterback position. The only real question is the running game. You know, some love Hillman, others ball, and there's always Marino. Who, when, and why, ladies, are you going to draft? Well, you know what? I'm staying away from all of them. I'm sorry. <laughs> Frankly, I'm just, 
I, I think the person that's going to start week one is not going to be the person who starts week seven. And uh, I get very nervous about that with my running backs. I'd like to have running backs that I know are starters. So I stay away from all of, almost all of them. If I had to, like if you put a gun to my head, I would say, oddly enough, Moreno. Ooh. I feel like he's going to have a role no matter what. So I guess, yeah, I guess that's controversial, maybe. But that's what I'm saying. I think the gun to your head made it controversial. <laughs> yeah, <but>. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that'd be the only way I would I would draft. That's the only way. It's the only That's way it. Marino's making his way onto your team. Sorry, you know, Aaron Hernandez <laughs> has got a gun to the back of your head, and you're like, oh, I guess Marino. He'll <laughs> off you anyways. But <laughs> um, I agree. I'm kind of staying away from these guys as well. And you know, obviously, you know, we are huge Broncos fans, and the Broncos seem to always magically pull some amazing running back out of the hat. You know, and I personally kind of like Hillman. I think Ball's going to kind of be the guy. But they seem to always kind of work Moreno in. He was on the hot seat, though, last year because Moreno always underdelivers. He's insanely injury-prone. And when you're here around town, you know that you see Moreno out all the time, going to clubs, partying it up. So, I mean, it's to me, it's like I like to stay away from him for that reason. But uh, I don't know. Probably Ball for me, I guess, at this point. Done, done, done. You know, I can see the Broncos running backs going – Dropped, pick up, dropped, picked pick up. up. You know, and ev- in yeah. all your drafts, I mean, all your leagues, I think it's going to be like throwing be up so the balls in the air and just seeing which one ends up. You know, it's just, it. it's kind of a mess. I wouldn't, I don't feel comfortable with any of them. Like you ladies said, I'd try to stay away from the running backs in the Broncos. Yeah, and you know what? Kansas City, you know, it's so interesting because Courtney, you seem to be really into the sleeper aspect of Kansas City. And I think that, you know, hey, maybe maybe that'll happen. I don't know. Uh, but I didn't see anyone that popped out at me in the preseason. I felt very mm, underwhelmed. Uh, yeah. Everything okay? No? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes um, these things freeze in very funny positions and you're like, uh, did I make it? Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, but that's exactly how distracted I get talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's my problem. I think there's Jamal Charles, there's Dwayne Bowe, and then there's everybody else. How, where would you even draft Dwayne Bowe, really? I mean, wh- what are you thinking? I love Dwayne Bowe. Um, I would draft him in the fifth round. It's kind of as high as I'd go. Um, you know, if you take two running backs, one quarterback, and a top wide receiver, then maybe Dwayne Bowe type you know, can come into play. Um, Alex Smith really late in the draft and that that's about it. You know, obviously I, I love Charles. I mean, yeah, I, you know, it's, I'm ranked or I'm third in our draft. So I don't know if I'm going to get him that high, you know, he'll be gone before the comes back to me, I, you know, but I like him. I think he has a lot of upside. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking the Kansas city juice. Drinking the juice area. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, you know, I'm kind of with Courtney. I love Alex Smith, first of all. And I think he honestly is going to be a sleeper this year. And I like him. I think he's going to blow up midseason. I think he's going to be a solid backup that could potentially turn into a starter for you, to be honest with you. Uh, Jamal Charles, I think, you know, again, he's a solid running back. He's basically a solo back. So, again, that's always a good pick. As far as Dwayne Bowe, you know, I'd probably take him in the 7th or 8th. I think I've got him ranked 14 or so on our league. I, 
He seems to somehow always have great numbers, even though he has had very subpar quarterbacks. So I think he could really do really well this year. So, you know, I could maybe stretch as high as five, maybe. Well, it all depends on how the draft's going. But, yeah, you know, I would take him. I would take some, I would take yeah. some Chiefs. Yeah, you know, I mean, just to be honest, though, with you, you know, Dwayne Bowe went in the fourth round. And that's pretty high that's for high. wide receiver. Yeah. In my particular draft. But, I mean, you know, every draft's different. But, you know... Wow. I don't know if I feel that way about him. Oakland Raiders, the really exciting draftable team, right? That's our next one. <laughs> so I'm going to leave the fantasy world here for a moment because we're talking about the Oakland Raiders. And, um, and other than Sebastian, the kicker, you're not, you know, it's nothing to get woo-hoo, excited about. Um, but where do you stand on the Raiders quarterback situation? Is this fantasy worthy? Uh, I feel like... Uh, I saw this game and uh, I felt like I was watching a man get fired and it was very sad and I felt really bad for Matt Flynn. I did. At the same time, Terrell Pryor is by far the most exciting thing I've ever seen from the Oakland Raiders in the last like two years. I actually was very excited watching him. He was fabulous. He was really fun. And so on one hand, I'm sad for Flynn because I feel like he's just always that guy. It's unbelievable. He has the worst luck Ever. Ever. But he was terrible. And they were terrible. And then Terrell Pryor gets out there and they're just scoring like crazy. You know, they like pretended they were, you know, New Orleans Saints for a quarter. It was fun. So, I, you know, and not only that, but he's a running QB, which actually makes him more fantasy viable. It also makes McFadden and whoever fills in for him week three when he gets hurt also <laughs> fantasy viable. Yeah. Because when you have a running quarterback, the runners, like the running backs usually do better because they have to protect against the quarterback. So I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about it. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of a sad. I felt like I was watching the Bronco game again when Tim Tebow came in for Kyle Orton, and it was just this, like, gloom, like, that's it, kids. It's the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, it was, it, was, it was like that. You know, it was kind of sad. And, you know, and sad. Kyle Orton was playing great at the time. And just, like, was a demo- – I can't even get into that situation. It's just – it's too much – it'd be a whole podcast to cover that, the whole situation. But – you know, Terrell Pryor's got a lot of upside. I think, you know, it, it could be an interesting season watching him. And so I think you know, that's about the only thing exciting on the Raiders right now, like you said. I'm excited to see what he does. Great. What about the Chargers? Uh, you know, I'm perplexed by the Chargers this year. I really am. You know, Danny Woodhead, he's, he's an interesting addition to the team, especially since we have seen already this preseason the fumble woes of Ryan Matthews are still prevalent. Not that we were surprised by this, but, you yeah. know, and there's Malcolm Floyd. But then again, Phillip Rivers is his quarterback. And as we have discussed in previous podcasts, he is, for the most part, not a starting fantasy quarterback. So, you know, like who, if anyone, would you draft from the Chargers? I will argue on whether... Rivers is even a backup-worthy quarterback. <laughs> um, I would say possibly don't draft the man. Um, his mood swings alone just is like crybaby pee pants. So I'm I'm not into him. I like Danny Woodhead. I you know I feel comfortable drafting him. You know I, I over Matthews for sure. I think you know we have Floyd ranked around the fifties, um, which means he probably won't get drafted. You know in most leagues, but maybe like low you know really deep deep in the draft um you know san diego's not looking great this year let's put it to that let's be honest yeah 
Well, they've had the worst injuries for wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's terrifying. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm loving Danny Woodhead. They're, the Chargers organization has made it clear that they want to use him kind of like a Darren Sproles, which when you hear that, you think PPR leagues, yay. Uh, but also, you know what? Let's not sleep on Antonio Gates. There are not that many great tight ends out there, and he's the only person that they can throw to. I mean, he just is. And, you know, he looks old. He is old. He's 33 for an NFL player that's, you know, getting up there. Uh, but you know what? In the preseason, he's averaged 10.7 yards per catch. Now, obviously, he's not going to sustain that, but they're using him. Don't don't think they're not going to throw to him. They're not cutting back. They're in. I said it last week. I'll, I'll draft him until he retires. You know, he could possibly sustain 10.7. Or maybe not 10.7, but, you know decent average yards. I mean, Antonio Gates was a top tight end for a while there, so I agree. For me, on oh, that list, yeah. I, t- I would I would draft Antonio Gates, particularly since all the tight ends are going down like nobody's business this year, you know. <laughs> Might as well go for it. So for me, I would agree Gates. Gates, Gates is where it's at. And Woodhead. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, what about, what about Houston? You know, the Houston Texans. When you look at the Texans roster... I mean, they have everything in place to be a championship team. Like, literally everything in place. Is, is this the year the Texans can move from an, you know, an almost team to an elite team? You know, they are right there on that bubble. You know, if they can just get over that hump, you know, is it time to do something? If they can't get over that hump, is it time to do something about Matt Schaub? Is Matt Schaub not the franchise quarterback? Is it, you know, Gary Kubiak who's going to take the fault? You know, who would go first? Would both stay? I mean, do you, what do you guys think will happen? Is this kind of one of those years where it's a decision year? Well, Shab is, is always my guess for what went wrong. Um, <laughs> we know my feelings. I don't, I don't necessarily care, you know, about them, like, winning a championship, but I do care about my championship. And in my championship, I want to be able to depend on Arian Foster. But a lot of people are really scared of drafting him this year, and they're kind of freaking me out. But he's so steady. He's so good. Last year, he had 1,424 yards rushing, 15 touchdowns rushing, 217 yards receiving, and two receiving touchdowns. And by the way, two years ago, he was in the hundreds and like double-digit TDs in passing. He's so good. For three years, he's been one of the best. But everyone's really concerned about this injury, but he says he's fine. I mean, can you make me feel better about that? Because I think that's really what this is about. I can't make you feel better about that, to be honest. I'm scared, too. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I'm not. I, you know, I was like, you know, this is, no, I won't this is my year to get healthy, so I'm going to pick the vegan because spiritually we're on the same page. No. You know what? I'm, I'm worried, and I, I, I'm picking up Ben Tately and hoping – that the inevitable happens and Foster gets hurt and I've got a starting running back for my third running back choice is what I'm as what I'm banking on. So uh, no, it's I, terrible. I I know it's terrible, but you know you have to be honest with yourself. The man goes balls to the walls every week, which is great, but I'm feeling he's going to get injured. Mm. I don't know. I feel like he's one of those guys that's kind of a little bit bruised up and still plays and still gets killer numbers. You know, I mean. Yeah, and especially in the running back position, you're always a little bruised up. I mean, you know, any player, any any position would tell you you are never 100%. And, you know, so when these guys say, oh, I'm 100%, they're never even 100%. They're just able to go out there and play and perform to an acceptable level. And I think Foster's clearly proven that he goes above and beyond acceptable level. 
he's you know at number two, number three, lowest number four back on any list for a reason. Yeah. You know, and, and I think you know people are a little nervous. Yeah. I can understand that, but guess what? AP blew his freaking ACL out and was the number one running back last year. You know, I, I mean, know. That's true. AP's really screwed us all over though, because now we're gonna have expectations Patience. of all these guys <laughs> yeah. getting injured so and coming true. back and being all stars. So I don't know. I'm still nervous. What about the Titans? I still think Adrian Peterson is a robot. He is a freak of nature. But I'm, until you until he's right here and I can touch him, right? I don't believe it. I'm just, uh, you know, if you remember Chris Johnson's, you know, CK2K, you oh, know, yeah. mantra. So he's looking fantastic in this preseason. I know it's preseason, but you know he says he's all back. He's all here. He's all in, and the Titans are in. And and listen, you know, I mean, is he going to be a two K again? Is this the Renaissance? I mean, even Sean Green looks good this year, and you know that's not because of Sean Green. So is the team a little bit better? Or the line a little bit better? Is is this his chance? I think everybody. They're all a little bit better. I think a. That's good. I think they were plagued a bit there with some drama with the Tennessee Titans, you know, for a while there with Young and whatnot. It was just like a drama-packed team, and it's just like, oof. I hope it's a mm-hmm. renaissance for Chris Johnson. Yeah, I, I mean, hope I, so. I like Chris Johnson, but I mean, if you look at last year's numbers, it really should scare the shit out of you because it should I scare mean, the shit out of you. He <laughs> he had seven games under ten points. I'm talking one game two point eight, another game two point nine, another game four point one points. And, but then he blew up standard, with some crazy games, and then he had some crazy games. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just it's so it's so inconsistent and scares me. But uh, he's my crazy choice. Like, I, if I'm going to, you know, like, get, go balls to the walls, I'm going to pick Chris Johnson for fun and just pray to God that he has one of those blow-up years like he did two years ago. Well, and I would say, Corny, if you look historically, he's been, like, a top five back for the last, like, you know, four years other than last year. So let's just hope that last year was, like, that weird freak year and that you should feel good about going with Chris Johnson. Yeah. And I'd like to point out that Brandon completely censored herself on her nose because she had initially said, Chris Johnson looks motherfucking fantastic. And she's like, Chris Johnson looks fantastic. That's good. <laughs> well, I, I know we have an explicit <laughs> rating, ladies, but I just reined it in a little <laughs> Stop bit. Stop it. Stop. Well, here's the deal. On a down year, he still had 1,243 yards yeah. rushing yeah. and six touchdowns. Now, six touchdowns isn't great, but that's Jake Locker, too. And I think that's also why I'm still reserving judgment. I'd like to see it first, because he still is Locker. Yeah. I'd still draft him, but though. I'd still draft him. What about the Colts, Ashley? Andrew Luck has looked you know, pretty good this preseason. And, you know, it doesn't seem like he's going to be struck with that sophomore slump, which I think is good news for everybody. Um, you know, clearly having that familiarity of his former offensive coordinator from Stafford calling the shots, you know, paired with kind of a shorter passing attack has really, I think, been helping Andrew Luck out here. You know, it's a slightly improved offensive line. I'm going to say only slightly. But, you know, this has also made a difference. So do you think that with the last season and so that I don't know what Brandon is doing right now. It's very <laughs> distracting. <to me. laughs> getting pumped up. She's getting pumped up for the Colts. Um, you know, I completely lost my focus here. Anyway, so <laughs> and if so, with luck doing well, with all these different factors coming into play, you know, do you think that T.Y. Hilton and Reggie Wayne should be raised up a little bit in our rankings? 
You know, I think Reggie's right where he should be. I, I, you know, I think we have him ranked right, right, the perfect spot. I think Ty could move up a little bit. You know, I think he should be past Steve Johnson and Mike Williams. Um, you know, the Colts are going to win games, and they're going to win them by throwing some touchdowns in the end zone. So I think, you know, whoever you pick, Luck, Reggie, Helton, I think you're gonna you're gonna feel good about it for the rest of the season. Let me get explicit. I fucking love T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> that would explain the fist pumping that was going on. That's right. I'm so ready. Actually, I used a lot of exclamation points, I think, in this one. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm gonna, I want to reserve my room at that Hilton. Oh, my God. However, that's... he's getting picked really, really high. He's getting picked really, really high. So I'm not alone, which is sad. I wish he was my little dirty secret, but he's not. So if you want him, you got to really invest. Sorry. Also, we're pretty high on luck in our rankings, and I also put in all caps, and I am not apologizing. I'm sorry. He is real deal. Stop it. Stop with the sophomore slump talk. He's fine. Watch the games. Look at the numbers. Get it together, people. They look good. Like, they look really good right now right like it's shocking it's a little shocking i'm kind of excited i'm excited for the colts oh those you know who is looking really good is those jacksonville jaguars Uh, (laughs) just kidding (laughs) just kidding you know people are really high on this cc i'm gonna call them cc now shorts cc Um, Cc shorts yeah i you know i think you know with a quarterback that is less than impressive do you think Shorts will hmm. be able to produce the fantasy points each week that people are hoping he will? You know, he did all right last year. You know, so I, that's, that's a little encouraging. I personally wouldn't go super near Cecil Shorts personally, but I think he'll be okay. Uh, there's a lot better options. In my opinion, just, there's just better options. I mean, last year he still had Blaine Gabbert, which is, I mean... We could do a whole show about how did Blaine Gabbert, quote unquote, win the starting quarterback position. I'd like that to be explained to me. But, Shocking. Um, well, I don't. I don't understand it. It doesn't match the numbers, but it doesn't matter. Uh, what does matter is the numbers of Cecil Shorts because that's the only person anyone's going to draft. And he had 979 yards last year, receiving and seven touchdowns, and that's pretty good for wide receiver two or three, which is about where we have him ranked. So. I'd say he's fine for where he is. I mean, he's not your number one guy, but I think you're going to get that kind of production out of him. Don't expect more, but that's what you're going to get. I like it. Ashley, what about the Cleveland Browns? Needless to say, the Cleveland Browns have been the surprise of the preseason for me. I am on the Brown bandwagon. I love them. I don't know what's going on. I really am, which is weird because I don't think I've ever even like watched a Brown game really until this year. That's not true, but because I had Trent Richardson, but still, you know, I have gone from basically having nothing to say about this team that is of any interest to, you know, to these guys are Super Bowl champs, which let's be serious. They're not really going to be Super Bowl champs, but you know what I'm saying? Like huge leap of improvement. So, you know, maybe we shouldn't go that far, but you know, who has been the most impressive, surprising Brown this preseason for you? I think they've been really fun to watch because they're actually playing. You know, some of these teams are kind of like, eh, and, and they're actually really trying to win. I love Brandon Whedon. I love Norv Turner as an offensive coordinator. <laughs> totally different. Uh, and I understand your excitement. Uh, fun side story. Someone took the Cleveland defense in the 10th round of my draft tonight. <laughs> which was shocking. It was fun. It was irrational. It was hopeful. It was, it was crazy. And so you're not the only one with the Cleveland uh, hype. I'm into it. Super Bowl champs. 
Seriously, I mean, I'm just hoping they break even on wins this year. I don't know why you guys are, like, up in their panties. But, um, (laughs) I mean, I like, I love Trent Richardson, you know, wonderful. I would totally draft him. Um, You know, there's hope with the tight end Cameron, you know, if he can perform like he did this preseason. Um, And, you know, we all love the gingers with Whedon. Um, Ginger. But I still wouldn't draft him. So I don't know. I mean, I just, I love that you guys love them because somebody has to love the Browns. Well, the Steelers is one of the more more lovable teams. But you know what? They are... uh, winless this preseason. This running back position is out of control. They brought in Felix Jones. Um, He's still Felix Jones. I just thought I'd put that out there. (laughs) So, uh, and that's, you know, it is what it is. So there's Jonathan Dwyer, Isaac Redman, Felix Jones, and LaRod Stevens Howling. And you're like, who are these people? And you should say that. Sadly, people need to draft them because that's how it is. Like, do you think – have you figured out who you think is going to start? Yay, nay? Who would no. you draft? Would you draft any of them? I don't want to draft any of these guys. And I, I mean – and I will tell you why. Dwyer, injury prone. Redmond, injury prone. Felix Jones. I mean, I want to give him a little bit more leeway because we, he is coming off, you know, a Jerry Jones situation. So maybe he's actually going to shine. You never know. It's possible. And then you got Stevens Howling. I just, oh, you know, all of these guys are just kind of these unreliable guys. So I, and I think they're going to be interchanged a lot. Like, I feel like this is like almost like a very weird running back by committee kind of situation. And they're not even going to know. I, I would, it, it'd be, you'd be hard pressed to get me to draft any one of these guys just because I think it's such a big unknown. I think this is the typical team that you're like, oh, you know, they have Redman as the starting running back. Okay, so I'm going to draft him because he's the starter in the depth chart. Well, you know, I disagree with that. I think that Dwyer is where it's at when it comes to getting fantasy points. Um, he's seen he's seen more ball touches than any of the other running backs, you know, this preseason. Um, with 28 touches for 108 yards, you know. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh's numbers don't look great overall. You know, so I wouldn't draft them, really. But, I mean, I yeah. think if you're going to draft one, I would draft Wire over Redman or any of the other running backs. But well, I wouldn't draft him, but I think the only person that's still going to have a role when Bell comes back is LaRod Stevens Howling as the goal line back. So if you're really desperate, and he's way, 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 way down, you don't even have to draft him. But if you're going to look to pick someone up, I bet he's the guy who makes the most points. But you don't draft him. That's my whole point, I think. I don't know. This is why running backs are going so early in drafts, people, is because there's so many teams out there that you're like, stay away from. And this is definitely one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so so is the Bengals, right? Well, yeah. So with the Bengals, you know, we've got, you know, kind of got Giovanni Bernardi and we've got the law firm Green Ellis. So, you know, what do you think the chances are that Giovanni Bernardi will surpass Bernard? Sorry, Bernard. Um, will surpass. <laughs> gosh, I'm looking at my notes here with that. Giovanni Bernardi. <laughs> we go from French to Italian in a minute, a minute here. Um, you know, <laughs> he shows real promise, and Green Ellis has been, you know, pretty much an average back. So, will the Bengals roll the dice and hope for kind of a Doug Martin, Alfred Morris kind of result, or will they, you know, sit tight with the law firm? Uh, I think Bernard has already won the, the starting job uh, when it comes to the fantasy world. I, I don't even think it's really a question anymore about Green Ellis. Um, I would definitely draft Bernard over Ellis, um, personally. Um, 
you know, the question is, as always in these run-by committees, is who's going to get the ball in the red zone, you know? Unfortunately, this is where you're at with them. But uh, I would feel more comfortable drafting Bernard. Yeah, and I think Green Ellis is going to be in the touchdown area. So I don't really feel fabulous about any of them. I think that actually they're in a nice position as an, a team to get Giovanni Bernard, which is a great name, uh, some reps, but uh, still have Green Ellis there to kind of keep the pace. So I, I don't know. I think this is kind of one that I'm also staying away from. We went from Italian with Bernardi to the French Delphines. 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 The Miami Delphines. <laughs> we went to the AFC East with the Delphines, which I like to call them on my notes. I don't say it out loud, but in writing, I always put an E on the Delphines. So, so true. Oh. Add some spice. All right, so here's the question. Okay, so let's say, you know, we're not that faithful in fantasy. It's fantasy, right? So say all your fantasy husbands are out of town for the weekend, a.k.a. they're on their bye week. Who would you call over for a quickie? We got Ryan Tannehill, Mike Wallace, anyone else? I think they're all a, a little scary when it comes to drafting, but when I'm looking for just short, you know... I, I guess Lamar Miller, because he is a starting running back. You know how I feel about that. So uh, I step out with him because, you know, at least I know they're going to hand him the ball and he will get on the field. And at the end of the day, opportunities equal points. So even though I don't think he's Fabu and he started off the season with a fumble in the Hall of Fame game, which made me very leery. I know it shouldn't, but it did. That's probably my guy. I agree. I'd go Lamar Miller as well. I mean, he's just going to get more touches. I I mean, I'm not on the love fest of Tannehill that Brandon was for the first part there. I mean, I like Mike Wallace a lot. I think he's a fairly tried or true receiver. Uh, But I think Lamar Miller is your best choice, especially for a quickie. You want to make sure it's going to be a goodie. Yeah, well... The goodies are not in the Jets, but OMG, what the heck was going on with that quarterback controversy? And yes, we're only going to spend like two seconds on this because it was bananas. There's nothing else to say about it. Why would you put in the guy that has to be the starter after the other guy threw three interceptions and that crazy safety? I don't know if you saw him run out of the end of the back, the back of the end zone. It was he's just a rookie, he's not ready, it's fine. But then why would you put in Mark Sanchez and get him hurt? Once he got hit once even, wouldn't you take him out? But he got hit twice. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're no, it. you're fine. You know, I, I saw some of the game, but I saw the commentary afterwards, and that was just like, I mean, everybody was just screaming. Why would you put your starting quarterback in in the fourth quarter? Why, you know, everyone's so angry about it, which I haven't seen that much emotion towards Sanchez in a really long time. It's like, right. oh, there's That's somebody the out there that feels Sanchez is gone. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of sweet. It was kind of nice. Oh, it's cute. It's like, since when was New York concerned about Sanchez's well-being? Yeah, no. Since when? When Geno Smith <laughs> yeah. ran through three interceptions and ran out of the back of the end zone, it was... I'm I telling mean, you, I'm thinking maybe the coach put Sanchez in the fourth quarter in hopes that he was going to get hurt, so he didn't have to make the decision to put all the blame on the coach on why he put Sanchez in instead of Geno Smith or vice versa. Strategic. Now it's just like, oh, I have to put Geno in because Sanchez is hurt. Well, either that or they put Sanchez in. So to kind of create that goodwill because they're like, oh, my God, the savior Sanchez, you put him in, he gets hurt. And everyone's like, what? You know, 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's what they were trying, to, what do, they're trying to do. That's what they're trying to do. It's so risky. But you have a second string offensive line in there. Yeah, it's it's stupid. It was just it was completely dumb. I don't know who made that call ultimately, but it, it, it was a bad bad call. Yeah, and you know what? This leads right into those Buffalo Bills that have the exact same situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. So this this last it's week, bananas. they added Thaddeus Lewis, which I love that name. Great Thaddeus. name, love it. Mm. Um, from Detroit and Matt Leinart from Free Agency. You know, EJ Manuel's out for the preseason, and who knows how much longer with a knee injury. Kevin Cobb is out possibly for a career-ending concussion. And is there any hope for fantasy points with the Bills passing game with this quarterback situation? Who would, who, you know, who would you draft on the Bills team? Well, Other than Spiller. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, Spiller. That's Stevie Johnson. Um, but you again, would. You know, I, I, <laughs> I mean, he's definitely... I don't, I don't know. I can't say Fitzpatrick was, was worse than these guys. But, I mean, I wouldn't go near Liner. I mean, I think Liner's proved to be pretty subpar throughout his entire career. You, you know, it's like, ugh, I don't want to go near that. I mean, again, I like the name Thaddeus Lewis. I'll root for that. That's for sure. But, I mean, Spiller. I mean, Spiller's a top choice. But I guess my biggest concern in this, Courtney, is that because of that, are we going to be running the ball that much more? And does that almost, in a way, kind of up Fred Jackson's stock a bit? Because maybe we're going to be having a little bit more of – kind of a tandem because they'll be running the ball so much more because we don't have a quarterback. Well, they already said they're going to run Spiller until he pukes. So I don't know how much more you can be running the man. But are they going to use Fred Jackson more now because of that? I mean, I don't know. That's my thing. And for me, it ups Fred Jackson's stock a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Also, you know what? Stevie Johnson was pretty, is going pretty low in drafts, and he did have over 1,000 yards last year, and he had a bad QB problem then, too. I mean, he's not a lot of touchdowns because it's the Bills. We're back to that. But he's a great wide receiver, two, three, backup kind of option, and that's kind of where he's being drafted. So I'm okay with that. But I think he and the, uh, the G.O.D. are all good now. I think he's going to have a good season. Oh, that's right. Well, well, now that we're talking about God, let's bring up the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, Brady is clearly made fools of any doubters out there. <laughs> but, you know, has Amendola convinced you that he will fill Wes Welker's shoes? I mean, is it possible the Patriots won't miss a beat with the departure of both Hernandez and Welker? What do you guys think? I don't think Tom Brady is going to make or let anybody on his team make him look bad. You know, I mean, him and Belichick, I mean, he'll eat, they'll eat those players in the locker room if they mess up. So I'm pretty sure that the offense is going to be just fine for the Patriots. Um, they've got some serious bullies over there to make sure that they keep up on pace. I like I like the picking up the receivers. I like Amadillo. Um, Amadillo. <laughs> you always call him Amadillo. I always call I him Amadillo. I'm going to keep it. I like that. Um, I am interested to see if Brady will use Tebow or not. I, there's rumors that he might be uh, dropped, which uh, or cut, <laughs> which kind of excites me. I don't know why that's so mean, but um, we'll see. I, I'm excited about the offense. You know, I've always said Brady makes targets. This whole talk is ridiculous. Uh, I'm kind of excited. There's this rookie, Zach Sudfeld. He is a tight end. And I, on a flyer in like the one of the last rounds, picked him up as a backup tight end because everyone in this particular league has a backup tight end in my draft tonight. So I'm excited about him. I, you know, listen... They're the Patriots, and I feel this way about the Baltimore Ravens' defense, too. They're always going to have a good defense, and the Patriots are always going to have a good offense. Just 
that's a, those are facts. Who it's going to be? Well, that's a little bit more of a question. But that's what's kind of fun. Those teams, you want to watch the waiver wire, you know, because there's going to be a guy that's going to emerge, and I'm excited to see who it is. I don't know if it's Amadola or not. Amadola. Oh my god, Amadola. <laughs> god damn, Amadola. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, we're really struggling with our Italians and Frenches and dead animals here. But, you know, I, I, I agree that, you know, Tom Brady isn't going to let anybody make him look bad, period. You know, so no. I agree with you, Courtney. I think I don't know if it's even so much a matter of whether Amendola is going to fill Wes Walker's shoes so much as Tom Brady's just going to make it work, period. Whether that's with no. Sudfeld, whether that's Giselle. with Grom. Giselle. Giselle's going to make gonna yeah. let. Nobody's going to make my baby look she, bad. Yeah, she is not into this. No, no. But you know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's going to happen. You know, and I think Belichick for sure. You know, he's not going to let anybody make him look bad either. I mean, do you ever wonder what he does with the cut off sleeves of his sweatshirts? Does he sell them? I wonder what that would go for. God, I hate ever, Belichick. It's a great idea. I always wonder that. I'm That's like, a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always thinking about how to make money. We should, you. we should email him and be like, can I have a sleeve? Can I have a sleeve? You could sell that baby on eBay and be like, pay for like a whole, you know, kid's college career. Amazing. Wow. Well, ladies, that was a quite a fun show tonight. Um, yeah, exciting. A long one, but a good one. Um, so that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Good luck in your drafts this week. The Williams Fantasy um, Family League is uh, drafting on Labor Day, which we're very excited about. Woo-hoo. Next week, we are on to the races, people. It's real, real football. It's season opener is going to be on Thursday. Everybody check it out. Broncos, Baltimore. Um, and then it just continues from there. Uh, make sure to check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com for rankings and much more. And chat us up on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. Until next week, no more faking it.